Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for a national look inside the NFL with a guy who still has KC barbecue running through his veins. I babied a pork butt. He left in 07, but due to a technicality found in his contract, he's back as our NFL insider. I am broken! He brought you the cover three, his one big thing. A whiz wagon, a weather robot, and he loves ribs. He sucked the meat right off the bone. Live from New York City, it's the captain of the mothership. His mother named him Damon, but we call him D.A. It's D.A., Mad Dog Sports Radio and 610 Sports alum joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. And D.A., here we are again, the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, albeit this time on the road. And nobody wants to talk about, hey, there's a chance for a defending champion we've all been clamoring for it seems like that that nobody nobody's given them that just yet i will say two things that i think should make chiefs fans and 610 sports radio listeners very proud number one every wednesday throughout this season when i've joined you guys it's usually coming off an effort that was like yeah yeah but or maybe some losses and i kept saying yeah but mahomes in the playoffs read in the playoffs i don't know give me that every time and who's really going to beat him and we we sounded like it was canary. We sounded like we were whistling past the graveyard, and it was always like, "Oh, you guys are delusional," or what, what have you. But no, ultimately, that's what ended up coming to pass. Who was going to really beat them when it mattered most? Secondly, there's a lot of people nationally that are so sick and tired of the Chiefs. They don't want the Chiefs. They were rooting for the Bills. They're sick and tired of of everything about the Chiefs and whatnot. And that just means you guys have arrived. That there is a Patriots esque exhaustion that is going on. Because you win so much. I am sorry. I never thought I would say that about the Kansas City Chiefs. People are exhausted of all of the winning. I mean, what world is this? Well, D.A., they're so exhausted, they, they're acting like Josh Allen is still alive in the playoffs. Sean O'Hara, stupid. Uh, any of the other talking heads trying to say that uh, Dan Orlowski, uh, trying to say that Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we're here at Wednesday, and we're still hearing that Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes by a lot of nitwits. Pure silliness. And I think it, it does factor into the national exhaustion over any team whether it's the Chiefs, the Patriots, whatever team wins a lot, it was the Warriors in basketball. You know, if it's our job to talk about something every single day, if you're talking about the same thing every single day for four, five, six, seven, ten, in the Patriots' case, 20 years, people want something else. And so the Orlovskis or Harris or whatever are going to look for a way to not talk Chiefs and talk about 
Josh Allen or anybody else. But it's all pure silliness because we're certainly at the point in time now where it's Mahomes until further notice, and it's going to be a while. We all know it. People don't want to admit it, but it's going to be a while because Mahomes' greatness is only going to continue to build much like Brady's did. And it doesn't mean that he wins the Super Bowl every year. But in all of these big games, look, I felt this way about Montana. I felt this way about Brady and few others, if any. Don't give that guy the football back because he'll figure out a way to do it. And it happened again. Now, of course, there has to be a field goal that blows wide right, et cetera. But if Mahomes got that football back in a tie game, who was betting against him going down the field and winning it anyway? So it's his world until further notice, and uh, I don't think people should fight it so much. Well, it was Sean O'Hara at NFL Network. Actually, he was the one betting against it. because He said if they kicked the field goal, uh, that was going to overtime. I'm like, uh, not necessarily. You gave Mahomes yeah. a Can minute I- 40 or something left. Uh, who knows? He, I'm sure he, he gets a shot to get in field goal range and do it back the other direction. We're all about the same age, right? And, you know, Josh is a little bit older than you and I, DA. But, like, a minute 40 when we were growing up as kids, that was pretty much over. The yeah, game yeah, was yeah, done, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Now a minute 40 left in an NFL game you're thinking two or three possessions per team like like, <laughs> like they, they have, if you right? use your timeouts right i did right blah, 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 blah. like like i just remember you like the two minute forever. warning would hit and you'd be like okay the game's, game's pretty over. much over now you got a minute 40 to go you're like okay don't score too quick and you know like it's weird how the final two minutes of the game has changed over the last 30 or 40 years if you give a team 13 seconds yeah they can beat you 13 right. freaking seconds yeah no doubt about it i mean the, the way that quarterbacking has become so precise offenses are so precise getting out of bounds getting the the quick stoppage of the clock uh whether it's spiking the football if you have a timeout all that stuff's become so far more sophisticated so you're right i mean there was a you'll hear way more now bob to your point you can't score too fast don't score too quickly than you ever used to it used to just be score to take the lead and then you take your chances now it's don't leave too much time on the clock. And, uh, yeah, a minute 40 for Mahomes. I, I don't know how many timeouts they had, but even though they didn't have the two-minute warning, that was not going to be too much time. All they had to do was get down the field for a field goal attempt. So, And, we, you know, we saw that Bills defense at times certainly fold in some big spots this year. So I think it would have happened that way. And maybe it would have been better that way because then it wouldn't have all been on Tyler Bass. But uh, I do think just that field goal being good was not going to change the outcome of that game. Now the pressure shifts to uh, Lamar Jackson. The spotlight now on him. Can he be the one to take down Mahomes? I think this game, D.A., is probably more about defense to me, but we know the he- the headline guys are the two quarterbacks. He can. He's been, f- he's been phenomenal this year. And um, I think, again, it fits a narrative where people are waiting for the new, the fresh, and Lamar hasn't done it yet. So there's a lot of people hoping that a fresh face does it. And a lot of people really like Lamar Jackson. But from a, a strictly football standpoint, he's been sensational this year, and it really starts with Munkin's offense. It was an offense that was strange and kind of a mutant offense in the last couple of years. They didn't know if they wanted him to be primarily a running uh, quarterback. Then they tried to make him more of a pocket passer. He also didn't have great weapons. And this year, Munkin came in and really adapted the offense to Lamar's strengths as he's growing, and he's still maturing. And he's a much better passer than he has been. He's been running the football very effectively. They lost J.K. Dobbins, and they're still running the football effectively with Gus Edwards, et cetera. But, man, now he's got weapons. You know, he has Zay Jones. Uh, He has Odell Beckham. He has uh, pieces to go on the outside. And 
all of that means that Lamar has the capabilities to get this thing done. Um, and I think it's, it's a significant challenge to this Chiefs defense to keep him down on both sides because, look, he didn't have to throw for 300 yards to win this football game, whereas Josh Allen, he can run the football, but most of his big plays are going to happen with a big arm. I think Lamar can beat the Chiefs by throwing for 200 if he's also running for 85 and picking up some crucial first downs, he can do it. So this is a big challenge. How do you see this one playing out? Do you see this being a defensive battle, or do you see this one where both defenses, number one and two in the NFL and points given up, just go, ah, let's let the offenses have their day? It's the same exact thing that happened against the Bills. This is going to be a game played to the 20s, and I think high 20s ends up winning it. So it's it's certainly not a defensive-oriented game. I don't think we would call last week defensive-oriented necessarily, it's going to be intermittently some big defensive plays with can you get a seven instead of a three? Can you avoid the turnover? And at the end of the game, can you make the drive that counts? And I, to me, this is a 24-23 game midway through the fourth. It's a 21-20 game midway through the fourth. And somebody is going to get a stop or somebody's going to score a touchdown and not get the stop. And that's going to be the difference. I have no doubt this comes down to the final two drives of this game. And one team's got a football and has to score. And they do it, and the other team's got to an answer and doesn't do it or vice versa. I don't think there's any way this is a two-score game when all is said and done. And um, it's going to be played, I think, in the mid to high 20s. Who are you taking? Chiefs. <laughs> I, you know, last week I took the Bills, and uh, I just felt as though not only was it the time for the Bills, but the Bills' momentum at the end of the season – the Bills had kind of clicked into another gear in terms of efficiency on offense. They figured out a way with the offense, with Josh Allen, to allow him to watch a running game kind of flourish and then take some big shots downfield. And I thought, you know, the Chiefs are good, but the Chiefs are a little vulnerable, and I think it comes down to a final drive where Allen makes the plays um, maybe against a bit of an exhausted Chiefs defense. But then what happens? The exact opposite. And I said, why? Why would I do that to myself? This is the stupidest thing ever in the middle of Mahomes' peak to pick against them. It's just like the Patriots. It's like every year I would pick the other team. It's like, why did I do that again? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to go Chiefs um, until proven otherwise for a while. And I think last week is a reminder of that because this might be the least talented or least efficient Chiefs team that we see within about a 10-year period. And if this team's still in the AFC Championship game, why? Well, I don't know. Why ever pick against them? All right. Well, the uh, will the uh, will the national uh, narrative allow the Lions to be the upstart, or are there too many uh, Brock Purdy, Mike Shanahan? Uh, Apologists, uh, yeah. fanboys. I would say truthers, but yeah. I, that wasn't the right word either. Um, there's, there's just so much of a want to love like, interest. Ba- I got to back, I got to back Shanahan is the is the deal, and so is Purdy. Are they going to allow the Lions to go uh, upend it? Yeah, I actually think the Lions are an overwhelming emotional favorite. I've talked to some people in the Bay Area, and they're like, "We get it. We're the villains this week. We get it. Nobody wants us to win." The Lions are such a remarkable story, of course, because of their long list of miseries throughout the years, but also because that crowd is so crazy and electric. And now you have the Eminem thing in there as well, kind of symbolic of, you know, Detroit. Eminem is ruining my my ability to watch football. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. But uh, I think that 
overwhelmingly America wants to see the Lions keep winning and go to a Super Bowl. And I think people are tired of the, the Niners. I've gotten a lot of listeners that are like, I don't want to see the Chiefs. I don't want to see the Niners. I'm sick of both of them. So, yeah, I, I know that there's a lot of Shanahan apologists. And, look, I can be one as well. I love the offenses that he runs and the creativity. Last week they didn't play very well, but uh, I am hard pulling for the Lions. And I think my guess is almost everybody outside the Bay Area is as well. Yeah, San Francisco is one of those teams that I look at and I just go, you bring nothing to the table. Like, it's just, just nothing about San Francisco <laughs> that I'm like, ah, I like that or this and that. Like, not, not player-wise because they have – like, just the, the, the franchise. I guess that was from growing up as a Giant fan and kicking their ass in the playoffs all the time. Like, there's to me, there's nothing appealing about the San Francisco 49ers. They have sometimes wear some of the worst uniforms in the NFL too. And it's like, eh, hey, there's stadium isn't that great? It faces the sun. Like yeah. I have the I have the Montana to Young. Like you can't keep doing this phase of of that to me. Like you had your you had your day. You had your day in the sun. You you ran through two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You shouldn't you shouldn't be at this position again. I suppose a little bit the longevity of their ultimate like franchise run. Yeah, I guess I me. I guess I feel like the Niners. Da like a lot of people feel like the Chiefs. I guess I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think the Niners are hurt by coach quarterback not being interesting or forthcoming. I mean, Brock Purdy's efficient, but he's not interesting. I mean, he's totally guarded. He's totally bland. Um, the most interesting thing about him is whether you think he's actually good or not, but nothing about his personality. And Kyle Shanahan's incredibly guarded as well. He always looks so miserable on the sideline, and, and he doesn't give you personality. Now, flip that around. Look at the story of Jared Goff, who's a former number one overall pick, went to a Super Bowl, discarded in the Matthew Stafford trade, and here he is after the game, given, given the, the, the game ball after they beat the Rams in the wild card round, and he's like, I love you guys. This is amazing that we're not done yet. And Dan Campbell, who's the greatest character we have in the NFL in the head coaching sense, add to that a fan base that hasn't won a division in 30 years, hasn't ever been to a Super Bowl, only once ever been to an NFC championship game and a city that's so uh, you know, beaten on that it's such a night and day thing. It's like the Lions are fresh. They're cool. They're exciting. They're new. And the, the Niners is like, yeah, we've seen them. And they're boring. And they give you nothing. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, if the, Lions, if the Lions win this football game and we have two weeks of Lions in the Super Bowl conversation, I mean, I don't know where this thing is going to go because people are really into that team, and, yep. and I hope they do it. We'd, we'd have so much Dan Campbell. It'd be fantastic. So, I mean, and Calvin Johnson's friendly with the organization again. Barry Sanders is on the sideline. It's like, I didn't grow up with this Lions team. I grew up with a Lions team that all the former players hated the organization. <laughs> yeah, right, they were always yeah. in last place. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? And also an organization that had Rod Marinelli Ugh. and uh, uh, Schwartz and, uh, and Matt Patricia and Bobby Ross. I mean, a lot of bad, miserable, anonymous coaches. So this is such a crazy turn of events. Rod Marinelli is a great dish at Jasper's. They serve the best Rod <laughs> Marinelli you're going to find. Rod Marinelli. I'll take We're the Marinelli Rod Marinelli with a side of, side of rigatoni. <laughs> Who's the guy the, the, the uh, in, in uh, Vegas that we talked about that was the interim coach? Oh, uh, Rich oh, Passaccia. Rich Passaccia. Yeah, yeah, Jasper yeah. serves a great Rich, Rich Passaccia, Passaccia as well. Yeah, Mar- I'm going with the Rod Marinelli. Passaccia yeah. with the Marinelli sauce <laughs> to die for. It is to die for. All right, DA, enjoy championship weekend. We'll talk to you later. Okay. 
Sounds good, guys. See you. All right, that's DA yeah. and Mad Dog Sports Radio, and of course, 610 Sports Radio <laughs> alum. From the text line, and a nice glass of Rich Passaccia. <laughs> that's it. I couldn't remember. I like, remember Rich, the guy's name. Rich Passaccia. That's it. That's it. Rod Marinelli, Rich Passaccia. Yeah. And then, I mean, back in the day, there was a Wayne Fonts. I know, and he was the best they had. And he was boring as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was rest he, in peace. He, I mean, but he was—he'd give you nothing. nothing. He was—he was, yeah. was Wayne Fonts. I right. mean, the name. And then said there it was all. Len Fonts. Really? His brother. A hundred percent on this one. What? Yeah, no, right I think you're BSing me here. Len Fonts was on the coaching staff. Look it up. Right I think. Look I it think, up. I think Len Fonts grew up in your neighborhood is what I think. Oh, yeah, because I grew up with the Fonses. I thought he was the shop teacher. Yeah, yeah. I remember my, yeah, driver's ed teacher, Len Fonts. Nope. Len Fonts, there it is. All you got to do is use the Google machine. The Google machine. Oh, do you have that? Have that? Well, you have an Apple, so I don't know. Maybe oh. you don't have. Maybe you've got that uh, Safari on there, but either way. The older brother of I Wayne. told you, yeah, oh. Len Fonts. That was like Dwayne and Wayne. I didn't realize uh, that, that was Len the case. Fonts died in 92. All right, the uh, the Kelsey's talk a little sweet antics. <laughs> Say uh, their pod is dropped. We'll discuss it next. Fesco in the morning. I would give anything to do a tush push with Blaine Gabbert. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let it shine wherever you go. All right, corrections from the corrections department. Wayne Font's still with us. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Somebody said, did you kill Wayne Font? I swear Wayne Font's died years ago. I did not, did not realize I guess that. it was Len Font's who so, died. The brother, the older brother. Yeah. Okay, Wayne's still with us. All right, good. Yeah, Wayne's 83 years old. All right, old. good. Whew, okay. Feel better about that. <clears throat> Somebody wants to know, I thought your mom bought knockoff watches to sell from Lynn Ponce. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks to the uh, to the folks at Wahlburgers inside the High V. They brought by some burgers today. They have a great uh, $10 meal deal going on right now at any of the High V locations. Get yourself into the uh, Wahlburgers. 10 bucks for a burger, side, and a drink. Boom. Done. At each and every uh, of the uh, the locations, go in and get the uh, terrific Wahlburgers. Uh, they are fantastic. Yummy, 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 and 10 bucks. Boom. Uh, so right now, let's just do caller 15 right now. To 913-586-7610. We'll get you one of these $10 meal deal cards. All right? Oh, nice. All so right. A $10 meal deal, meal deal at uh, Wahlburger inside the uh, the Hy-Vees. All right. Is that named after Marty? Marty Wahlburger? No. Yeah. No. This would be after the... Uh, have you seen the show? Have you ever watched the show? The Wahlburger show? 
What's really the good. name of the show? Uh, Wahlburgers. Is it really? Yeah. No, I have not. Is it a real show? I didn't know yeah, it was yeah. a show. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's the brother, you know, right? but uh, they're all, the whole family's in it. Oh, Mom's cool. in it. Oh, no, I have not seen oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. What's it on, Hulu? Uh, I think it started like A&E or something oh. back in the day. I don't know where it's probably out streaming wherever now, but yeah, it's kind of fun. Nice. It's fun. I mean, it's. I mean, the two brothers are actors and singers or whatever, and Thrones like, I just want to make food. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, he's the chef, yeah. Paul. So you just he's the chef. Paul Wall? Burger. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. Is the burger named after him, or is he named after the burger? Very good question. Mm-hmm. Is Harvey Again. related to them? Harvey Wahlburger? <laughs> sure. I'm sure there is one. Wayne Font's still alive, by the way. Wayne Font's still alive. Um, so, uh, so Jason and Travis have the new uh, the new episode out, and of course they were talking about uh, uh, you know not Travis's couple touchdown day <laughs> and how he had a resurgence in the playoffs, but of course that Jason uh, was running around shirtless, uh, jumping out of suites, hammering beers, and and doing shots with Bill's Mafia. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they had to discuss it today. You celebrated my touchdown by taking off your shirt, screaming, jumping out of the suite, chugging a beer with the fans, then jumping back into the suite. I watched this, and it was pure pandemonium. Just pandemonium. Tell you what, man. If you don't run for president, this all is just going to go to waste. <laughs> this is all just a, It looks like a political campaign. Stop. Stop. There's nothing political about this. This is just a man in his elements with his Bill's Mafia compadres <laughs> enjoying... The dead of winter. That's what this is. <laughs> I wish I would have stayed out there longer to actually get my nipples hard enough. Your thermostats couldn't gauge how cold it was yet? My thermostats didn't regulate to the temperature. <laughs> there was not enough cameras on the suite where you could see Kylie, though. I wanted to see her reaction to all of this so bad. I'm not going to lie. I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, right. don't you dare. I was like, hey. It's letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. Once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no stopping him. And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. This is hilarious. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep (laughs) at the bar. This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. I want to make my best first impression. This is my best chance. My best first impression is the worst impression ever. So I I could just build from that point on. Yeah, exactly. That's fu- there's a couple of things in there. A man in his elements. Show me a man in his elements better than what no, Jason Kelsey was. No, that's, You're that's, never yeah, going to no, find no, it, no, right? That's it. And the first time I met my wife, I was blacked out drunk too. I don't remember the first meeting. <laughs> and we're married. Sometimes it works. Hey. This this is the first time they met. Well, they've been busy, you know, he's been playing and I think in person this was the first appearance in okay. person. I mean, yeah. first least, public appearance. Right. That's his story. And he's sticking to yeah, it. I would right? think. I would think. But I love that. Story. And then, as I said the other day, my revelation of this whole thing was he did her a massive favor. Oh, God. You took the whole spotlight off of him. Yep. Bill's Mafia can be an angry crew. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a tough. That's a tough place to go and play They're Danon calls them. They should have every reputation of, of Oakland. Right. Back in the day. That's a tough place to go to. And he took all the heat off of Taylor. All of it. He went and drank with them, made peace, broke bread, as it were, did Brought shots. the kid up to the suite who wanted to meet Taylor, and, which was the coolest thing and ever. And it diffused all of any chance at tension with her mm-hmm. being there and it being a problem for the first time on the road somewhere. Right. It was great. 
and he diffused the entire thing. I loved it. I loved every moment of everything that Jason Kelsey did on Sunday. It was phenomenal. Can't wait to see what happens in Baltimore. It's just a short drive from Philly. Very short drive. 90 minutes. It's right there. That's day there. and back, you I know? Think yeah. There. I don't think he'd be there. Let Kylie drive. But anyway, um, but yeah, I just think like he I'm said. Sure there's a train, is there? Sa- yeah. He says, you're dealing with a man in his elements. And I just thought there's <laughs> never been a better example no, of a man in his element than what Jason Kelsey was on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Terrific. Pig and slop, uh, whatever. Nothing. Like um, even a pig and slop isn't as good as what Jason Kelsey I don't know. was. Oh. I mean, that was that was just fantastic. I loved it. I'm so happy he did that and took advantage of it and had fun and, you know, let his personality show. It was great. It's great. I'm sure there's people complaining. Oh, wait, there was the one guy that used to work here complaining about it. I'm all for the reboot. Part of me says we can't come up with anything different. And part of me says, well, if the original was good, liked it, it was nostalgic, tried again. I didn't realize this one was coming out, but. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Is getting a reboot. Did we know this? Did I miss this? I do now. Jake Gyllenhaal will do the Patrick Swayze role. Now, I know Patrick's no longer with us. Correct. In Roadhouse. Roadhouse. According to Prime Video, keep cool the trailer tomorrow. And it's a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal and it says Roadhouse. I didn't know that one was coming back. Who else is in it? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Sam Elliott's still around, though. I'd still bring him. He could still kick ass in a bar. He's that. He's the guy with the voice, right? Pork. Yeah. It's what's for dinner. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was the other, the other enforcer on that. Mm-hmm. He'd come back and kick some butt in Roadhouse. I would think. I would not want to cross Sam Elliott right now. He'd beat the crap. Right. That's why I'm you. thinking. You just go ahead and you just go ahead and bring him back too. Or Sam Elliott's looking at it. Oh, we're not could doing this be the that. case. So I'm looking at the cast. I don't know some of these people, but Jake Gyllenhaal. And then it says Conor McGregor. <laughs> could he be? Conor McGregor? Could he be? I mean, I could see him as a bouncer, right? Yeah. Could he be the role of Sam Elliott? No. I mean, in a different way. It was not saying, but I'm saying. In a completely different way. He's an enforcer. Yeah. But change the name then. All right, so reboot, the reboot of Roadhouse. I didn't see that one coming. I did not either. It's time to talk to uh, Alex Gordon, former Royal College Baseball Hall of Famer with us here on 610 Sports Radio. Gordo, how are you? Good? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. So we got the College Baseball Hall of Fame coming to Overland Park, Kansas. That's got to be cool for you, right? You're in the College Baseball Hall of Fame, and now it's here in, uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, very cool. Um, kind of been involved with it for the last year and a half, really, uh, with the Visit Overland Park team and, you know, not doing as much work as that team did, but, you know, helping out as much as I could. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of fun to see it all kind of unfold and uh, finally get to Overland Park. You know, somebody had said to me yesterday, they go, why not Omaha, Nebraska? Why Overland Park, Kansas? So how, how did it happen that we got it here? Well, I think there are three locations that it really came down to, and I think at the end it was between Omaha and Overland Park. And you know, I told the guys, you know, I'm kind of biased because obviously I'm from Nebraska, and I think either way would have been great. But you know, living five minutes from Prairie Fire, where 
it's going to go in that location. Um, you know, I was really on board to make it happen to come here. So I think either way it would have been great. Um, but um, just the community of Kansas City is really, I think, what took it over the edge in that location with uh, how much is going on over there. And it's going to be a permanent exhibit, right? It's not going to be one of those traveling exhibits or anything like that. It's here to stay. No, it's something they've wanted to do for a while. And, um, you know, I was a part of it in 2005 going down to Texas Tech uh, where the College Baseball Hall of Fame was, but it wasn't really anything. It was just a warehouse full of stuff. And um, I know they've been wanting to get something done for a while, and it took it took a long time, but it kind of came full circle. And, um, you know, 20-plus or 20-something years later, it finally uh, unfolded into into this. So it's going to be at the museum at Prairie Fire mm-hmm. in, in Overland Park. I guess they're going to clear out that warehouse then and – Dust some of that stuff. There's probably some gems, though, in that warehouse, I'm guessing. Well, well, it's, um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, and they're kind of going in where that uh, dinosaur museum is, where I've been a lot with my kids, and right. uh, it's a great it's a great space and great location next to the chicken pickle and everything going on over there. So um going to be more excited about it, yep. The, kid, I, the kids might be disappointed, though. They're like, oh, we came here to see the dinosaurs, and there you are, Dad. Yeah, they're going like, to see you. <laughs> No, I like it because like, I'm coaching my boys now, 13 and 10 years old, both the youth baseball teams. And, you know, sometimes they don't, you know, know, know where I came from. And sometimes they don't listen to me and don't know, <laughs> don't think I know what I'm talking about. Right. And then, you know, I can just take them down there the street and be go. like, yeah, you, your dad knows what he's talking about a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So that's good that you, you have the same dad experiences as we do. But, but seriously, Alex, put that into perspective, a 13 and a 10 year old. Here we sit in January of 2014. Can you believe it's 10 years since you guys had that wild card game and made that first run to the World Series? How fast did that go for you? Oh, it's uh, too quick. Um, it seems like it was yesterday, really. And, you know, what's, what's so great about it is we still keep in touch with all those guys. Actually, I run, a, I run a fantasy football team, and I'm the commissioner, so I kind of have all those guys in the league, and we kind of stay connected with that and everything. But, you know, just trying to – everybody kind of goes their different way, California, Florida, all over the place, Kansas City. And, you know, we do our best to try to keep in touch because it's because so many great – friendships over the years and memories you know i know living here in kansas city you can't help but get caught up in what's going on with the chiefs but i've maintained to everybody that that run in 2014 is what turned kansas city man we went from a city of okay to a city of we can kick anybody's ass and you guys were the impetus to that yeah well i mean looking back on it i can remember the chiefs kind of starting to turn a corner but that's kind of when we became relevant um in kansas city in the baseball world and i can remember um, I don't know if it was Mahomes or some of the guys or the coaches, but they were like, how are you guys doing this? Like what they're kind of picking our brains to see, you know, what can we do to translate what the Royals are doing? And it kind of, you know, I think we kind of passed it on to them and they just look at what the chiefs have been doing. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I like to think that we took credit for their success, but um it, 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 it is pretty exciting to see uh, Mahomes, Kelsey, and all these guys do what they're doing. Well, it, it's good that you say that because I've been saying that now for the last five, six, seven, eight years is that when you guys won the World Series, I remember Andy Reid saying, God, everywhere I go, the baseball team wins. I wonder if it'll ever be me. And, and, and a couple of people behind the scenes have said, yeah, we kind of used that Royals and saw that parade and went, a okay, jealous. Yeah. got a little jealous. Yeah. It, it, it's Lit time to fire. do it. So what were those conversations like? Like, what did you tell them about, about winning or whatever they wanted to know about taking it to the next level? You know what I told him? I told him that, you know, develop that chemistry in the clubhouse because, you know, you're with these guys so much so much time during the years, basically with them more than your family and to develop that, you know, just fun atmosphere in the clubhouse where going out to play every day, you know, 162 games, uh, whatnot, but going out to play every day is just like another day having fun with the guys and it's not work and it's not 
you know, stress going to the ballpark. So we just developed a great atmosphere, chemistry, and, you know, you kind of see the Chiefs with Instagram and all our videos and all that. And it's just, it kind of, kind of looks like they're, that they're kind of doing the same way. So um, hopefully now that the Chiefs are having so much success that the Royals now can look at them and be kind of jealous and hopefully think, Hey, what can we do to get where they're at? So um, hopefully it can come um, in the other direction. Now. Are, are you uh, consulted in that regard too, with the current group of Royals and try to impart some of the things that were successful for you guys to them? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm around the team a little bit, nothing, you know, under contract or anything, but so many great relationships with that, with that organization that, you know, I'm just like, call me whenever you guys need me. I'm, I'm here. I can come help out. I can come talk. I can um, come speak to the guys. I know we just had a, uh, an orientation, uh, Matt Morosco and the, uh, the Royals development team through um, the new draft picks came to the, um, Kansas City and kind of went through everything with, you know, Mike Sweeney, Reggie Sanders, I talked, but just everything, what to expect. So um, we're, we're always trying to give back what we learn over the years and uh, hopefully pass on some knowledge and experiences that came along the way that can help out um, not only these young guys, but the, the big league team as well. So um, anything we can do to help, we're, we're trying to do that. So Good to see what they did in the offseason, too, being just a Royals fan now. It's got to get your juices flowing. Go, man, they spent $105 million this offseason. How come they ever did that when I was here? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, um, you know, I'm not all about, you know, you don't have to spend a ton of money. It's about getting the right guys, and mm-hmm. I feel like they've been doing that, um, getting the right pieces to come over to kind of mold with the team that they have already. Um, I know I've played against some of the guys, Waka, some of the other guys they, you know, picked up, so – uh, it's not only just about the money. It's about getting the right guys that can, you know, gel with the team. Like I said, bring that chemistry over to the clubhouse and uh, help out the team, obviously, on the field as well. So um, I like the signs they've they've done already. But uh, at the same time, it's got to it's got to come from, you know, inside that clubhouse from last year. The guys that, you know, are developing or getting older, experience, Bobby Witts, um, you know, all those guys. Obviously, Salvi's been around for a while, but it's about those guys, you know, taking the next step and hopefully they can you know, have that motivation from the team going out, trying to get new players and use that as motivation to carry it on in the off season and, uh, you know, try to do something special here. Was there one addition or move during that run that you guys had where you look at and go, that's the one that put us over the top? Well, there, there, there was two big ones, obviously the Grinky trade, everybody was, you know, kind of like, Oh no, Grinky's gone. But, um, we got young players. We didn't know what to expect with those guys, but looking at back on it now, what a huge trade that was. But, for me, um, I think it was in the off season of 2013. I remember it was right before um, I was going to go to bed, um, and all of a sudden it's like James Shields. We hired or we signed James Shields, and we were kind of, you know, on that cusp of you know being, you know, okay to maybe being a great team. And I think we just needed that one sign, and it was almost like Dayton went out and got this big pitcher that was gonna that was gonna take us over that edge and. Um, obviously playing against Shields in Tampa Bay, knowing how good he was facing him um, with that nasty changeup. I just knew it was going to make our team um, that much better. So it really gave uh, me a spark. I know it gave a lot of other guys sparks too, as, as far as, you know, they, they're trying to win now. So let's, let's go get it. Not that we weren't trying to at, at the time, but it was just that big addition, that big motivation that I talked about to carry that in the spring training. And, um, with that signing, obviously came Wade Davis too, that we didn't really know a whole lot about, but uh, it was probably even a bigger addition than Shields. But those yeah. two guys were were the huge ones, I think. 
I'm glad you said that, too, because we didn't know who Wade Davis was either. We're like, oh, they're throwing in no. a reliever, and he turned out to be, like, for two years, the greatest closer out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was at the time, I was like, I think it was two or three days later, I was like, oh, Wade Davis, too. Okay, that's that's interesting. But uh, obviously, the big name was Shields. Um, but yeah, those two, those two players helped out in so many ways. We're talking with Alex Gordon here on 610 Sports Radio. Alex, you said you were, you're coaching your, your sons. All right, I'm going to give you a hypothetical here. There's a fly ball out to the left that goes off the wall. Your son picks it up from left field. Do you allow him to, uh, to air it out and go all the way home, or does he have to hit the cutoff man? No, he's got to earn it first, so he's got to show me in practice that he can do that. He's not there yet, but uh, I will tell you one thing. Uh, both my boys are great players, but my, I coach the oldest team, um, which is through the Kansas City Royals organization. It's called Team KC, which uh, I love. And he's a second baseman, and he's got better hands than I ever did. So um, I'm like, hey, you don't even need to go play left field. Just stick at second base, use those hands, and uh, you'll be just fine. Nice. I'm sure we've uh, kind of touched on this before, but it just came in on the text line. So I'm going to ask you again, if Jersh sent you, would you have been safe? <laughs> um, No, but... I definitely would have ran over Buster Posey if um, the ball beat me there and it was, you know, a do or die play. And I would have went back to my college uh, or my high school football days when I was a safety and just, you know, kind of spear him the best way that I could. So that would have been a kind of a cool ending um, to unfold whether I was out or safe. But I mean, what, what a way to finish it, you know? I mean, seriously, think about that. You 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 get that, you hit that ball in the left field. It looks like, you know, you, you don't know where it's going to go. It's rolling all the way to the wall. You're rounding first, you're rounding second, you're hitting third, and then all of a sudden the stop sign goes up, and it's like the most debated play in Kansas City sports maybe, history. Maybe you know? it will be forever. It know? may be the most debated play in Kansas City sports history, but you're on record saying you probably would have been out, right? Well, probably. I mean, you never know. It's a long throw. It's a, obviously Kaufman's a huge stadium, and he was, you know, fifteen twenty feet into the outfield. Uh, Brandon Crawford is a great player. He made that throw, I, I think, earlier in their game when I hit it to right center and Billy Butler was running, and it was a one hop, you know, gem right to Buster Posey. But luckily, Billy Butler's speed beat the beat the throw. But um, <laughs> You know, who, who knows? I just I just think, like, looking back on it now, um, obviously it didn't work out for us, but <laughs> out or safe, it was a bam-bam play to end the season, uh, you know, at home plate um, like that. I think the world would just would have been shocked. Like, it just would have been a crazy ending. So um, it would have been fun. Jurish ended up making the right call. Um, I always laugh about this because the next season – in spring training, there's so many questions going on. ESPN, all this, like, Jer, should you have sent him? Alex, would you have been safe? And talking over and over about it. And first game in spring training, I was at second, and he sent me. And it was like a terrible send. But he did it just to prove a point. And I was like 10 feet out, just walking to the catcher, getting tagged out. And he was like, do you see that? So it would have happened. So <laughs> so he did it in spring training. That is outstanding. Yeah, just kind of, kind of. Kind of a laughing matter, so Fantastic. a point. Well, Alex, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on and talking about the Hall of Fame. Coming here to KC, enjoy the Chiefs game this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, always good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Alex. Take care. Alex Gordon with us here on uh, 610 Sports Radio, the uh, former Royal outfielder on record saying that he would have probably been. But he's also but said he's, you never know. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> and you it never will be know, the right? greatest sports yeah. debate, I think, still ever. So, yes, the College Baseball Hall of Fame is going to be at uh, the Museum at Prairie Fire now moving forward. So pretty cool uh, extra deal here in uh, in Kansas City. Yeah. All right. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the under, I know it's only Wednesday, but I'm, I'm feeling the under. We'll discuss next. 
Hey, this is Trent McDuffie. Wake up with Fesco in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Sent your pretty as soon as you came in the door. This is a weird press release that I'm about to read, and it comes from the National Hockey League. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Okay. NHL statement on SEG. Okay. Doc Rivers took over? No. Oh. Okay. You know, yeah. How about ESPN? They fired all their broadcasters to hire Doc Rivers. He's like, peace out. I'm studying the All-Star break. I'm going back to coaching. Um The NHL appreciates the interest expressed by Smith Entertainment Group to bring NHL hockey to Utah. During conversations over the course of the past two years, we've been impressed by Ryan and Ashley Smith's commitment to their community and their passion and vision for Utah, not only as a hockey market, but as a preeminent sports and entertainment destination. Utah is a promising market, and we look forward to continuing our discussions. Do we need a statement like that? Like, that's weird, right? It's like, great for them. It's great for them. So it looks like hockey's headed to Salt Lake. I haven't heard a statement about that about Kansas City ever. No. No. And that's because we don't have an owner. Mm-hmm. Which is what we said has always been the hurdle here. Right. There hasn't been an owner that wants to bring a team either of the NBA or so NHL like, hey, we've been talking to them. You guys are close. Doing a good job over there. Just hang tight. But why? Like, it's weird to release that yeah, statement, you know? Like, other than, like, hey, it's coming here to, to Utah. This is essentially saying, hey, unless you guys F this up, yeah, looks like hockey's coming to Salt Lake City, right? Interesting. And All I'm right. guessing Salt Lake City. They say Utah, but where else are you going to put it? Yeah, There's no you, other no, city. No, you can't put you anywhere Maybe. Unless you put it in St. George, and it's only an hour and a half from Las Vegas. Wherever Utah State is. Great fan base there. Just south of Salt Lake, I think, isn't it, though? Like Provo? Or is that the it's bad cheese that they like in St. Louis, it's Provo just, cheese? Just Salt Lake. All right, so I know it's only Wednesday, uh, but the over-under on the Chiefs and, and Ravens is 44 and a half. I'm under. These defenses are really good. I know that the the marquee of this game is quarterback v quarterback. Absolutely, it's the brightest lights. We have the nobody's no- talking about Ray Lewis. We we have the number one and number two defenses going in this game. In terms of what I think is the most important stat, points per game. Yep, it's the only stat that matters on defense. Sixteen and a half points per game the Ravens allow. Seventeen point three for the Chiefs. They're also happen to be first and second in sacks. How many did you say for the Ravens? Fifteen or uh, sixteen point five. Yeah, you're okay. looking at a low scoring game. You're looking at like a, a twenty to nineteen type of score. Top right? two sack teams in the uh, the NFL over the season as well. And really, the only I think differentiating factor between the two is that they are first in takeaways. They have taken the ball away thirty one times this season. Thirty one. The Chiefs just seventeen. They haven't been great in the takeaway department. Um, So don't turn the football over. Maximize your possessions. Mm-hmm. Both teams have great kickers. I mean, great kickers. Two best in the league. But these defenses are going to have a say in this in this game. Don't blink. You got to maximize every time you have the football in this game because these yep. defenses are awesome. And I don't think either one of them. I mean, typically you think Baltimore gets pub on defense. They're always an offensive team. Oh, God, yes. But since yeah. Lamar's been there, it really hasn't been that case. Like, they're, they've always been good, but Lamar gets the Lamar gets the, the shine, right? he should. He's right? the quarterback. And this yeah. year, obviously, we know the Chiefs defense deserves more of the shine. Um, these, may, these, these are two best defenses on display coming up on, 
on Sunday. Yeah. So 44 and a half. Oof. I think this feels like low low 20 wins it. I think I think if you can get to 27, you win the game. Maybe 25 wins you the game. Which would probably be over then. Well, who, who knows what the Ravens do? Well, I'm <laughs> saying if you think it's going to be a close game and you get to 27. Yeah. You know, it might be a first to 20 game. Could be a first to 20 game. But if you get to, def- if, you, whoever, if somebody awesome. gets to 25, they've won that football yeah. game, in my opinion. Anyway. I will chat with Nate Taylor of The Athletic tomorrow at 825. I'm telling him as well. <laughs> kid, Nate, I kid. If you missed any of the show today, we chatted with DA of Mad Dog Sports Radio. Alex Gordon just joined us on the show a little bit ago as well. If you missed anything that went on today, including the Wayback Wednesday, you can check it out. 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it for free. Cody and Gold are next on 610 Sports Radio. She. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.